No pigs on here <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> How rude! <laughs> Police officers, you mean? <laughs> Fuck off, bootlicker. <laughs> I wanted to be a copper when I was a kid. I'm so glad I fucking changed my mind on that, though. In all fairness. <laughs> How long have you been smoking weed? I don't. What are you on about? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Aside Pete's bootlicking, let's move on. <laughs> right, let's thank some new returning listeners, and we'll crack on with it. Tigerton in the US, I've got the States on here, we're doing it off your phone. Rodder Hith in the UK, Phoenix in the US, Perth in Australia, mm. Haiti in America, Frankfurt and Maine, Germany, Chennai in India, Barcelona in Spain, Alexandria in Egypt, Edinburgh in the UK, Bengaluru, India, Guadalajara, Spain, Greenville in the US, Grand Rapids in the US, Stevenage in the UK, and top is Ashburn, Virginia. I think it's Ashburn, Virginia, isn't it? Yeah. Usually, we, Ashburn, yeah. your top one. Um, We've had a few new destinations this week. Mm. Well, yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. Tell a friend, tell several friends. Follow us on Facebook at Cut into the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. YouTube is uh, what's your YouTube Apocalypse Ball, and Spotify and SoundCloud is Cut into the Ball in the PTA, and that's on most other podcasting platforms as well. So let, let's crack on with the first one: the Monkey Man of Delhi. Which one? I'm presuming there's only one. I'm sure I've heard this kind of story a few times. Go on. Could be. The summer of 2000 was a tough time for Delhi. as a city and its population of 19 million. Fuck me. That's mad in a city. Mm. Yeah. It's not even that... I don't think the the footprint of it is that great, is it? For 19 million people. Yeah. Poor lighting, cramped housing, and excruciatingly hot nights, yeah. Mm. And reports of a fish is stuck by a monkey man. <laughs> so you've got... And rolling blackouts. Rolling blackouts, cramped housing, sweltering heat, and a monkey man roaming the streets mm. attacking people. Is this yeah. like the Orang Pendek or something, though, is it? Could be. The Indonesian equivalent to the Bigfoot kind of thing, like a upright, slightly taller, unusual monkey yeah. thing. Is not, that what probably not the Indonesian one, because it's a bit of... Trek, isn't it? But the Indian unless he migrates a long fucking way. No, no, my point is, is that there seems to be these different yeah kinds of big footy like things, but sometimes they're only six foot tall, but they're a bit more man like than monkey, but they are still it's different types of yeti, isn't it, around the world? Essentially, yeah. yeah. And may, maybe this maybe. is India's yeti because I think I have heard accounts of one in India before. So, being called monkey man as well. It's no Batman, is he? Let's face it. I know, yeah. it's, not, it's not on the cool radar, is no. it? Like? When reports of a vicious attack by a monkey man began to emerge, mania spread like wildfire. Who was the monkey man? How did the media become a major driver in the rumours? And did the media inadvertently cause the deaths of two terrified Delhi residents? I know who his uh, arch nemesis would be, though, monkey man. Banana man? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, damn you! <laughs> Come to my mind as well. <laughs> All of the accounts shared the fact that the incident took place at night, which make it difficult to identify the attacker right away. 
due to dim lighting and Delhi's ongoing rolling blackout. As you said, had not been seen on surveillance footage or in a photograph, police were forced to rely solely on the physical descriptions given by the victims. So, let's, what's he look like? Let's have a look. Initial rumours spread quickly owing to one astonishing detail. The assailant was described as a monkey man, a hybrid of man and a monkey. Of the 350 sightings, the majority agreed the monster was ape-like, between 3 to 6 feet, 1 metre to 1.8 metres tall. Quite a difference. That is a real difference. Say 5 to 6 feet, 3 to 6 feet, I mean... Yeah. If it's 3 foot, I'm kicking that fucker. Like, if you were saying it was 6 to 9 feet, mm. there's a 3 feet variation there, but that feels a bit more... Because 6 foot, you'd be like, quite tall... Nine foot, really tall, but yeah, somewhere in between that. Three foot, I'm kicking but, him. But three to six feet does sound really weird. Six feet, I'm it? kicking him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. A dark, hairy body and red, beaming eyes. There were numerous claims the assailant could be seen leaping away from numerous crime sites. I'd like to point out a Springfield Jack. Mm. You know, little, he's jumping away from crime scenes. I wonder if he left a calling card. Banana skin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the monkey man's been here. <laughs> As more and more reports started to come into the local media stations, the number of people contacting the police with reports exploded. The description started to become more fanciful, ranging from the attacker being a monkey-like creature with Freddy Krueger-like claws, to someone wearing a leather jacket and donning a motorbike helmet. So we've got a lot of variation in the reports <laughs> here. I think it's just gathering uh, traction and mm. people are just jumping on the bandwagon and they... That explains how he got from Indonesia. Draw a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. He is a rank pendek. Yeah. Get the motor running. We were talking about what there? A rang a rang minyak? Which is oily man. That's a Malaysian legend. Hmm. Uh, it's, all, it's all similar. Very similar kind of Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. I suppose there's no difference of fucking werewolves and things like that, is it? Dogmen. Yeah, yeah, it's all that kind of thing, isn't it? It's diff- It became difficult to separate the monkey man sightings from other assaults in the city because you've got so many varying it's- reports. Yeah. With some bloke on a motorbike, he just car his bike, kick the fuck out of someone and bugger it off. If it's the legit monkey man down the road who's yeah, slashing an old lady to it's death. Anyone from between three to six feet. <laughs> <laughs> Could be wearing a motorbike yeah. helmet. May not. May might not. Might be really hairy. Might be might, hairy. Might, might be have, able to leap small buildings in a single bound. And might have Freddy Krueger claws. <laughs> might. <laughs> might. He well, might have none of those features. Could just be a guy. <laughs> it could, yeah, could just be, yeah. Hysteria had, however, gripped the scorching metropolis and understandably concerned cities went to the authorities to protect them. Many of the reports were ludicrous and have been sensationalised by the media leaving local police enforcement at a loss. See, it's just another rock ape, isn't it? And a rang pendek and a rang... Mm. It's one of those... It's one of those mythical creatures that either get just get made, fabricated, and then everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Or it's a man or, monkey suit. Well, yeah. Well, it's just fucking off for that in a scorching deli and rolling blackouts. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah, but at least you... As much as you want to do crime... <laughs> You need a bit of comfort, even if you are a criminal. <laughs> How do we know he's a criminal? How do we know the people getting attacked don't deserve it? How or, do we know he's not a vigilante dressed as a giant monkey? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like is, he, is he more like Batman, yeah, Banana he? Man? And he, he just keeps seeing, being seen at these crimes because he's been there to try and 
You could be trying to take Stop. down an organised crime yeah. ring. Yeah. Stopping the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Drug dealers are tied to lamppost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brutally slashed. <laughs> yeah. We may need to look into this further. <laughs> see if see if at all these crime scenes there seems to be a couple of members of the public that have been tied up or something. And say, oh, I'm innocent. I'm not going to fucking Delhi. <laughs> What? You don't want Delhi Belly? I don't want to go to, to, to Delhi. Well, we can get $1,000 if you find him. Well, 50,000 rupees. We'll be fucking rich in Delhi if we went there and found him, though. Mm. Yeah, they offered the reward, 50,000 rupees, and designated a reporting hotline and asked for any reliable information that could lead to the capture of the monkey man. Do you think there's a spotlight? <laughs> put his banana <laughs> to try and draw him in. <laughs> I can't be rolling blackouts, you can't. No. God damn it. No, that's why there's rolling blackouts. They're using all the power to fuel the spotlight. <laughs> the monkey signal. The monkey signal. <laughs> this reporting hotline didn't go well because <laughs> people just kept on poking and poking and pranking it. Ringing it every five minutes. Yeah, I've just seen a monkey man. Yeah, yeah. That'd be funny. So the story was picked up by the media like a far-fetched blockbuster movie storyline, and the media coverage watched other reports even crazier than the previous, which in turn sparked additional media reports, and then so began a ridiculous cycle, a self-serving media feeding frenzy. <laughs> After two weeks passed with no arrests and little to show from the police enforcement, the terrified citizens decided to take matters into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Vigilante organisations started to proliferate in places with high concentration of low socio-economic status where people lacked access to power generators. So there's groups of hoodlums wandering around fucking... The dark streets yeah. of Delhi, in Pitch, the shittest areas. Pitchforks and torches, essentially. That's what, that sounds, that's what I'm getting anyone that, that looks, in my head. Anyone that looks suspiciously hairy is getting a pasted. Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to wealthier Delhi residents who could rely on backup generators for illumination during blackouts, poorer Delhi residents were forced to sit in their dimly lit or dark homes, and many feared the violent monkey man may use the blackout to his advantage and mount an attack in the shadows. The monkey man hysteria became so extreme that many people were indeed hurt, not by the attacker, but by the terror it provoked. A report in the Washington Post claimed that a van driver was chased by a mob that believed him to be the monkey man, <laughs> dragged out of his vehicle and severely beaten. Oh, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he was hospitalised with multiple fractures. <laughs> the monkey man's driving a van! Yeah. That's what I was laughing yeah, at. Yeah, that, that's, that's what makes that comical. It's ridiculous, It's isn't like, it? fuck me, how thick are these people? <laughs> well, two people died to their own fear. One man what? was so terrified the monkey man would catch him, he dared scale a roof. Which seems to be the last place I'd want to be if there's a monkey man on the loose. Yeah. I want to be inside, not outside, <laughs> up in the air. Yeah. Sadly, he didn't possess the monkey-like agility of his supposed attacker, and he fell to his death. Oh, dear. Oh, That's ridiculous, though, isn't it? Monkey man's on the loose, must get on the roof. But if there's a monkey man, he can climb up. Can yeah, he? yeah, a lot better than you. Yeah, clearly. Oh. Another terrified victim was a pregnant woman who, in a rush to escape, tragically fell to her death down a flight oh, of stairs. God. Escape but, from what? I, I don't know, maybe, maybe a shadow that just looked was you hear something on the there. roof. You know, I don't know. It's <laughs> the guy climbing up the roof. Like, <laughs> probably <laughs> that guy climbing up the side of her building. Yeah. It's the monkey man. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> Both cases were cleared, demonstrating 
the risk of frenzy as well as a journalist's lack of effort in debunking this harmful myth. To add fuel to an already out of control blaze was the religious element to this tale. Hanuman is a Hindu god and warrior depicted as a half god, half monkey, and it is thought he commands an army of monkeys, which does sound kind of cute. Further cry of concern was arose in communities by the fact that 80% of Delhi's people identify as Hindus. They're like, shit, the, the monkey god's here to mm. fucking cleanse us of our sins here. He's, he's cleansing society of the wicked. That is quite fucking hilarious, actually. Isn't it? When you, you can make a good fucking film out of that. You think like that, Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too many. Do you, reckon, do you reckon that's like banned? <laughs> like Hindus don't watch things like that. Like it's, it's not on their register at all. Mm. Mm. Blasphemous. Yeah, yeah. It's a possibility, isn't it? Nah. He bit. actually looks a bit like one of the monkeys from the Planet of the Apes. That but, does. Apart from the fact he's green. Apart from the fact <laughs> that it's green. But it's. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's where they took the inspiration for the face of the the monkey? Was in that film? No, they just got monkeys. They just took it from the monkeys that we have now. Gorillas, apes, chimpanzees. Sort of mashed it with a bit of, bit of humour, aren't they? That, that particular statue looks very similar to the monkeys from... Because it's a monkey. Apes. And their monkeys... There's a common theme here. The theme is their monkeys. <laughs> Funny fucker. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, I mean... If yeah, you're... all right, shut up now. <laughs> they're monkeys, we know. <laughs> Would be cool to have an army of monkeys, though, wouldn't it? Especially Hetwood, actually. And kind of cute at the same time. There would be a lot of feces getting thrown around. Well, that would be a lot of you, because you're the leader. I don't know. It's very different of ours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck that. Flying monkeys. Fly, my beauties, fly. They were the creepiest little fuckers going, weren't they? Yeah. Smithers, continue the research. So as the story developed more and more embellishments and speculations crept in, making it difficult to discern what was true. However, a study was published in the Indian Journey of Medical Science in August 23, and finally, out of the shadows, the overblown facts could be dismissed. A two-week period of reports revealed that East Delhi, the poorest region in Delhi, accounted for 94% of the reports, and of that 94%, 89% of that, the victims were from low social and economic backgrounds. Some experts think they don't understand why many of the allegations were made after noticing the majority of reports were submitted by persons from poor background areas. Well, surely that's just a numbers thing anyway. Because if you're going to get 500 reports in India, 480 of them are going to be from pretty poor fucking people because there's such a huge divide, isn't there? You've got a small, majority, small minority of super rich and then you've got the poor. That's yeah. pretty much it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Some speculate the people were rewriting the series of events that resulted in their injuries in an effort to obtain medical care they might not otherwise mm. have access to. So, well, mm, okay. They hurt themselves. Oh, I'm not eligible for medical care. Monkey man attacked me. <laughs> yeah. After only two weeks, the monkey man frenzy that had swept Delhi faded. Local law enforcement was spending a lot of time and money investigating witness claims that were getting crazier by the day. They declared that anyone who made fraudulent claims, distributed missing, misleading information, or reported attacks without sufficient proof may face jail time. Yeah. This warning, as one might anticipate, was sufficient to prevent many people from reporting monkey man attacks. And without bizarre witness accounts, journalists would have nothing to report about. But then, if it was true, then they've stifled 
the gathering of the information. Do you think this is a cover-up by the Delhi police? Be. Because he's actually working for them? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Like, shit, Donkey Man's in the bag, we've got to fucking... It's not real, forget about it. You, you give, spin us a yarn and we'll arrest you. Good work, Monkey Man. <laughs> well done taking those drug dealers down. Do you know what? This does sound like a bit of a Batman cover-up scenario, doesn't it? <laughs> I think I, I, I think Monkey Man is yeah. India's Batman. That's where I'm going with this in my yeah. head. No, I'm with you on that. I think Mike is Mike's off the fence. He's he's agreeing with us. <laughs> We've solved it. Yeah. Claire, where are you at? <laughs> She's on the same me? page as us, definitely. She she thinks it's that it's like the equivalent of the, uh, the real life Batman. Oh, you got, you can narrow it down to three choices, can't we? India's Batman. Hindu guard on a rampage, or man in a monkey suit. Or there's number four, which is just all a load of bollocks. Oh, yeah, you know. I'm going to go for all a load of bollocks, and just maybe a couple of them were a bit hairy, like you know, because <laughs> just a hairy man. Yeah, that's quite, quite somewhat quite yeah. hairy over there, aren't they? And then you know, that's just been perpetuated, and you know, it's just just got what, out of control. What are you saying about like? Indian people, you're saying they're all hairy? Not all hairy, but you can get some hairy men, just like you can get some no, hairy No, you are right. Englishmen, yeah. you know. It's but do you know what? You see a lot of Indian lads, 13, 14, who've got fucking big beards coming already. You know what I mean? So they are quite dark people, generally are hairy, aren't they? Yeah. Black hair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are right. He's yeah, probably more like he's just a fucking yeah, hairy fucking hobo. Let's face it. It's a hairy hobo who's got very long hair because he hasn't looked after himself for but years. He's become one of them like priests who wanders around in a nappy and they don't shave their beard, cut their hair. Like what? What do they call themselves? There is a word for them. They kind of take themselves out of society. Sadhus. Nomads. They're called sadhus. Is that? Yeah. They take themselves out of society and live on the fringes and. Don't bathe. Legally, don't... they're dead. I remember watching. Legally dead. Yeah. I remember watching an idiot abroad, and he went. He spent some time with one in in India, and yeah. <laughs> I I think that's the most likely yeah. scenario on it. Yes, a couple of people did get attacked by some. But he could have mental health issues. Like just cra- freaking out. Yeah, he he might have been on something. It might not be just one person, it might be just like, you know, a couple of people have reported a couple of hairy guys. <laughs> <laughs> or they've been attacked by hairy guys. There's some hairy guys over there. <laughs> Let's report them. And then, like, the police... <laughs> then, the, you know, the dumbass police have gone, oh, hairy like how? And, oh, like a monkey, and then, you know... And then that's been leaked it, to the media. Yeah. Monkey man attacks in Delhi. Yeah. And it's gone out of hand. Yeah, it's got out of hand. Or they were trying to what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like cover up something else that was happening in oh, the background. A bit of a distraction. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was a distraction. Some other corruption that's something, going on. Something yeah. might have been going on at the time, and that was yeah, a distraction, and it fucking worked. Let's always face does, it. Always does, doesn't it? It always does. Yeah. So it could be completely fabricated. Things we'll never know. No, well, it was what, 20, 20 years ago, 23 yeah. years ago, this happened. Bedroom. Funny one, though, eh? Yep. Leathery five foot creatures with crab like pincers beamed man into UFO for examination. Mm. Calvin Parker, who actually has recently just passed away last week, I think. 
what I think he was a sole survivor. Calvin Parker of the Pascagoula abduction died late last month and even on his deathbed he never came to terms with the visit from the grey crab clawed creatures from outer space. Yeah. Well, he should be standing next to that fucking thing, should he? <laughs> oh, man, that's confusing. There's a grey with tits. It's kind of confusing. Mm. <laughs> I want to go do a motorboat, but... <laughs> well, if we go back to sexy aliens, they're <laughs> greys in wigs, wouldn't they? Yeah. Four decades ago, Calvin Park at 19 and Charles Hickson, 42... The Mississippi claimed they were abducted by a group of aliens and boarded onto their spacecraft. Calvin passed away on August 24th, age 68. His publicist announced it on Saturday, September 2nd, after a long battle with kidney cancer. Even up to his death, he never came to terms with the alleged visit from grey, crab-clawed creatures from outer space that came to be known as the Pascagoulas abduction. It was like any other Thursday evening, the pair decided on a spot of fishing after work, off the banks of the Pascagoula River, when something alien caught their eye. After trespassing into the area, so we're not blameless here, he, Calvin initially thought the cops had come to move him and his pal along when he saw hazy blue lights gleam off the water. But little did he know what was coming was far more menacing than the authorities. Is there anything more menacing than the American authorities? Mm, maybe not. Oh. Yeah, the Taliban. I'd take, I'd, oh, take yeah, my yeah. Chan- I'd take my chances with the aliens over the mm. over the Yan- Yankee police or the Taliban. Kind of pork chops. They're fucking br- they're mutton chops. They are man. They're full <laughs> mutton chops, aren't they? Yeah. You tell us this is this is the seventies. We're looking at a picture of the two abductees, yeah. are we? A re- real bright beam appeared all over us, and it kind of blinded me for a second. He told Fox Ten News. And when I got my vision back, I see three bulky-looking creatures coming towards us. Calvin claimed these weren't just your typical aliens with slender bodies and long fingers. The three creatures stood around five feet tall and were built like football players. <laughs> they moved like robots, had leathery grey skin, and had crab-like pincers and were floating above the ground. That is brown trousers time. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. Two of the beings allegedly grabbed Charlie, while the third took hold of Calvin. Things took another extraordinary turn, as, said, as the pair said they were beamed into the spacecraft before being taken into the examination room and made to lie on the table. Charlie said he was paralysed, perhaps by fear, but believed by his captor's powers. And I suppose if you go to most of the alien reduction cases, people do tend to say, well, I couldn't move. Yeah. It's easy to do stuff to people that are paralysed, isn't it? Well, that's true. Sense. After being poked, prodded and scanned in the ship's examination room, the tale had one final twist. Prodded by crab pincers. I don't want... Um, it's like having Dr. Zoidberg do a fucking yeah. medical examination on you. I don't want... That's it. I don't want that. No. One final twist, and that he said, that's when I noticed this more feminine creature came out. She looked completely different from what I call the robots, he said. Unlike her crab-handed counterparts... Calvin claimed the alien shoved her human-like fingers down his throat and grabbed his uvula while covering his nose. What the fuck's an uvula? U- uvula. Uvula. The thing at the back of your throat, is it? The dangly bit. Yeah. While covering his nose. All the while, to quote her, she actually telepathically told me, don't be afraid, we're not going to hurt you. Kind of feels like you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a bit, doesn't it? 
And we're like, well, okay, after we've done it here, I'll do this to you and we'll see what happens, shall we? <laughs> we'll see how you like it. <laughs> as quickly as they were beamed up to the UFO, they returned to Earth and quickly called the Jackson County Sheriff's Office. Glenn Ryder, the former sheriff, laughed as the men recounted the story and he brought them into the station. The men were made to take lie detector tests and would pass with flying colours. They even left them in this room, left mm. the recorder running, and fucked off to have a laugh about it in the hope that they'd do their own, do themselves in, mm. not do themselves, do their own story. Oh, yeah, I think we got them here, kind of thing. Yeah. But they just kept on, like, just jabbering fearfully about it. How the fuck did you see those pincers? Yeah. Mm. UFOologists and researchers flew in to interview and hypnotise the two, concluding they did experience something traumatic. Calvin and Charlie were even sent to Keesler Air Force Base to make sure they weren't radioactive. That's interesting, because if nothing happened to them, why are they being sent to an Air Force yeah. Base? Mm, you know, of course, yeah. If they're making it up, or they, oh, this is so far-fetched, get the fuck out of my office, why are they, being, why are they wasting US taxpayers' dollars on sending these guys to an Air Force Base to get radio check because for radioactivity? They clearly know more than they let on, and they have done for many, 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 many years. So they knew. Oh, we need to get them checked on, yeah, out. if they've been on one of their spacecrafts, they could be radioactive. Yeah. Now. It's like you said, if you just didn't believe them and you were just laughing at them, dismissing what they were saying, you wouldn't be then wasting taxpayers, yeah. government money, time, etc. Wouldn't happen, would it? No, not even in the seventies. Certainly wouldn't happen now. And think, there are two males in Mississippi in the 70s, yeah? Expected to be pretty manly, weren't they? That, yeah. That's yeah, the time I mean, in them I states. So. Yeah, yeah. You certainly wouldn't be making up stories of crab men no, abducting <laughs> you. And being fearful of your life and petrified, etc. You're going to be a laughing stock, aren't you? You know yeah. what small towns in America's like. Yeah, try that in small town. Yeah. Like the country song says. <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they made any money out of... The older one never recounted it publicly because basically he was too fucking scared. Didn't want to remember it. Didn't want to have anyone mention yeah. it around him. Calvin took the same line for a long time and then he, in his older age, started talking about it a bit because people became interested mm. in it. Mm. So I suppose, yeah, I think he did have a book written for him. More recent years, though. Yeah, quite recently, I think. Possibly as a historical record of it, because if not, the story dies with him, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Is it possible they were smoking copious amounts of weed while they were fishing? Not saying that you smoked copious amounts of weed, Mike. Obviously, but have you? If I have smoked enough to hallucinate shit, yeah. Have you seen crab men? Not crab men, no. Right. Oh, you just saw a dead kid in the tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I don't think they were. Nah. Mushrooms, trips, mushrooms, yeah, but them to both have the same trip. Power suggestion. Look at that, that over there. Looks like a crab man. Mm. Uh, yeah, but then why are they eating magic mushrooms? <laughs> I mean, they could. I mean, is there, is there a possibility that they were They've they ate the wrong mushroom? Yeah, possibly. Might have made them a hearty mushroom soup. There we go. Could have done. Mm. We're speculating very, very, yeah, very, yeah, we are. very loosely yeah. here now. Swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's swamp gas, man. Ball lightning! I actually watched a video on swamp gas the other day because it yeah. came up on my YouTube feed. 
It was like you know, I, I, I bore lightning in that, and the, mm. the ghost lights that you see. Yeah. Is, is it like swamp gas? It's like you'd be said that stuff's pretty fucking flammable. Yeah. It really is. Is it hallucinatory as well? It's methane, so I guess if you're breathing in enough of it. Hallucinatory. Is that a word? No. No. Hallucinogenic. Yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <A> hallucinogen. <laughs> But oh, made a new word. See if we can get that in the di- Collins dictionary. Well, I put anything in nowadays. <laughs> I know. Fucking hell. So, what do we think, Crabman? Crabman. Uh, yeah. Well, like I, I agree with what you said. Seventies. I've said I've said this kind of thing many times myself. Them days, especially. You go back fifty years. People weren't prepared to make a fucking dick out of themselves because there was too much repercussion. You'd be known forever in your town as that bloke who got abducted yeah. by aliens and the yeah. crazy yeah. guy. But nowadays, you can get away with it. Everyone's yeah, crazy of, nowadays. Because so. of TikTok, <laughs> all, these diff- you know, all these different platforms yeah. that have made the ludicrous not, not so ludicrous anymore, mm-hmm. even though they are, realistically. They've made it entertainment, haven't they? I think you yeah, think so they right. get more yeah. following. Yeah, yeah. In the old days, it's a, it's a crazy man on the street corner shouting about the end of times. Yeah. On TikTok now, you can reach millions of people. Yeah, and a lot of people are ready to believe. We all want to believe. So in them days, nobody wants to believe. It's very, very fucking Christian part of the world. Mm-hmm. Very high. Mississippi, yes, in the Bible. That's about, what I mean. Yeah. We're talking very, very deeply religious people who would dread to think of any other existence other than mankind they would explain it as demons wouldn't they yeah but they didn't did they that, that's the thing no, they, they, yeah but the people oh, in the yeah, community yeah. would say like, yeah, yeah. yeah but so why would they do that yeah. to themselves yeah. so that yeah. does make you th- make it more plausible you are opening yourself you are, in, in the 1970s in, in the Mississippi in America you're opening yourself up to ridicule if not worse by coming out with this and ruining your life potentially because it's, everyone knows each other. It's, you know, lynching's the thing. No, <laughs> I don't think I'm a lyncher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, and it's one that's never really kind of been explained. And it never will really. No, no. Will it? especially now they're gone. But then again, who knows? I mean, if we ever get the aliens' records, yeah, disclosure comes out, and the aliens yeah. have had to submit a report every time they've abducted somebody. Yeah. Which was the deal originally, if we go back to Eisenhower meeting the aliens, they had to provide a list of all the people they'd abducted. Allegedly. Right, I'm just, just, just go with it. <laughs> no allegedly yet. Then, and we get their names on a list, then we, we, we know it's true. All along. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be something else. Or it could be like the trip of the tits <sighs> off our swap. That's just me thing, can me thing get you high? No. No, knock you out. Yeah. Would you hallucinate while you're out? The only reason it would knock you out is because of the lack of oxygen. Yeah. Oh well, I'm going with I'm going with the crab man. <laughs> I knew you would. I'm on the fence, obviously. Swamp grass would just create nasty, foul smell and highly flammable. No hallucinogenic properties of that. Otherwise, everyone would be fucking sticking their noses right up their partner's asses yeah. and getting. That's true. Tits. No one would buy drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, busy If your thing was a hallucinogenic, yeah. you'd be constantly there walking around with your nose up everyone's arse. Give me a bit of that beefy one. Stinky version of the human centipede. 
I'd be like the biggest methane dealer in the town. I'd be bottling it and selling it. Oh. <laughs> the cars are special. <laughs> yes. Do you want a Sunday dinner one? I don't know. Oh. It's a special brew. It's from the morning after the night before. <laughs> oh, man. Very that is true. In another reality, that's true. In another multiverse, that's true. And I'm a drug king, kingpin. <laughs> All right, let's go to Area 51. Let's go to Area 51 and Project Abigail. I like this one. I've not heard about this one. It's probably crap, but I like it. <laughs> Military base, Area 51, one of the most protected sites on Earth. If it exists. Oh, it exists. It exists yeah. yeah, the base is there. If it's what we think it is. Well, I think well, it's a double bluff. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I think that. I think There's nothing there now, I don't think. It might have been at one point. But I think, if nothing else, they test the the most advanced conventional planes we have there. Both the stealths are developed there, the U-2, the B-52, B-52 the SR-71 Blackbird, mm. they're all developed there, yeah. makes sense. I think, the, I think but the, with, as regards to the UFOs, I think that's done at Wright Pat, Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Or some, something like that. Yeah. Or somewhere completely unknown, in a mountain somewhere. Dolce Base. Dolce Base, if that exists. <laughs> Base is, anyway, Area 51 is not only known for stories, but aliens. Other legends have arisen around this place, all as well as sele of a selection of creepy and related conspiracy theories. One of them is the story of a girl, Abigail Vesta, who was allegedly turned into a bloodthirsty monster during the experiment. Oh, shit, eh? It is a bit. When does this report come out like? I don't know, maybe it will tell us, I don't know what it is, but it's certainly an internet legend. It sounds a little bit Stranger Things to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you know, in a way. Well, she wants into a, a monster, which she unleashed the monster from another parallel yeah, dimension. Yeah. yeah, but they enhanced her, didn't they? They did, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. They were experimenting on the children. Mm -hmm. Enhancing. Well, that happened, didn't it? Montauk Project. Yeah. Still coming. 1945, Area 51 was an ordinary military facility with a banal name Banal. Banal. <laughs> ben, Benzano. You're for some banal. You're for some banal, love. <laughs> What's that? Bend over and find out. <laughs> it was called Indian Springs Air Force Base, and during the Second World War, ammunition and military equipment were stored here. But after the surrender of Japan, the need for this outpost disappeared, and the military began to think of to use the base further. As a result, the Pentagon decided the Indian Springs base would remain subordinate to the Air Force, but the facility would be used for the development and testing of the latest weapons. This is how Zone 51 appeared, which still excites the minds of millions. Now, after the war, many secret documents from the scientific laboratories of the Reich and Japan, mm. Unit 731 yeah. in their case, fell into the hands of the Americans, and some of them concerned the breeding of the so-called Superman. It should be an ideal soldier, strong, hardy, and sensitive to pain, and not knowing fear, and at the same time completely devoted to its creators. You can't, well, they had a go, didn't they, with the brainwashing? So, mm. insensitive to pain, so in other words, don't feel pain. Or methed off their tits. Well, the only thing that would be, well, would be the best. Well, zombie, yeah. But that can be blown apart and stuff easily, and mm. it's, it's AI robots, isn't it? 
Yeah, if you look pain, at they don't feel fear. They're strong, they're hardy. The only thing is, are they completely devoted to the creators? No. It's Chester, the show cat. Hello, Chester. Um, as you, but you're looking to upgrade man at this point. AI is not a, a, a possibility in 1945. No. So you look, you want to upgrade the existing soldiers you've got. Nazi zombies. Maybe. I mean, they had a good go with the them. They had Waffen SS because I mean they were brainwashed to an incredible level. They would hold the line. They would fight to the mm. last man. Mm. Then of course you give all your soldiers chocolate with meth in it. That helps too. <laughs> Panzer chocolate. Give the tank crews keep them awake. Mm. Methed up chocolate. So it was decided to start research in this direction. Dr. Albert Vester sounds German to me. <laughs> they yeah. all burn, weren't they? Project paperclip going on yeah. here, maybe. He was put in charge of the project. And this scientist already had serious developments. So he's been doing this in a concentration camp, hasn't he? Yeah. If this is to be believed. Bit of mangale job, isn't it? He'd got serious developments, but they had to be tested on a person. And there's a problem with this. A random person, even more so a criminal, was not suitable for this purpose. So I suppose maybe it's with the old Captain America. You can't be a bad guy and have the super serum. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like that. That's what happens to the German guy he takes. He gets a red skull face. Oh, is that what happened to him? Was it? Yeah, he took. He he got the. He got a copy mm-hmm. of it. Took it. But because he was a bad guy, yeah. it, it what's it do? It magnifies bad or good. So he right. ended up with a red skull face. Mm. But he was a Nazi, so it's only sort of justified, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry that you're red skull face, mate. Yeah. But you are a Nazi, so don't care. And an educated, motivated, and at the same time, completely trusting Vester candidate was needed. And there were no takers at all, since the idea of creating Superman, even in the middle of the 20th century, caused people to be sceptical. Moreover, everybody knew that the experiment would be dangerous and no one knows what will happen in the end. I see, it's been the guinea pig, isn't it? He wants to be that first person to try it. Therefore, Albert Wester, after much thought, decided to conduct an experiment on his daughter, oh Abigail Wester. Now, if this guy's not a fucking Nazi... <laughs> come on. He's <laughs> terrible. What a cunt. The girl was a college student and often helped her father in her work. And as a result, she was isolated in one of the boxes of Area 51 and began to turn into a, quote, superhero. The girl was to be, had, began to be injected with all kinds of drugs, both hormonal and absolutely secret. Very soon, she began to change outwardly. Abigail grew up, her skin began to shrink, and her jaws became more massive. A few months later, the creature only vague, vaguely resembled a human, and it also began to lose its mind, increasingly showing aggression and acting like an animal. Vesta was asked to stop the experiment. <laughs> You'd think he might have done it earlier than that. Yeah. And he refused. He oh didn't want to give up his life's God. work. And there was nowhere to go. The biologist understood that as soon as the project was curtailed, Abigail would be destroyed by the military. Therefore, all the employees of the laboratory had no choice but to watch the creature grow and grow wild. Abigail was getting taller and stronger and the cooks were forced to cook for her several times more. All this lasted for two years and ended in a complete collapse. Abigail became stronger than several men, and her height reached three metres, but the monster could not carry out any command since it had completely lost its human mind. Realising this, Albert Vester committed suicide, and he left a note in which, he asked to, in which he asked to keep his daughter alive, even if she could not regain her mind. Why would you keep her alive? 
Yeah. That's disturbing, isn't it? That's child abuse and some, it? <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, it's a good job it's a load of bollocks. <laughs> I, was saying, I just don't know whether I believe this at all. Yeah. I mean, but if the slim chance that it is true, that is vile, isn't it? She basically... Three three meters tall. <laughs> Basically, he's stronger than he's, several men. Massive, pointy teeth. He turned it into he, fucking Slender Man. He turned it into Blanca. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between <laughs> Blanca and Slender Man. Yeah. Maybe she is Slender Man. Maybe yeah. she got away. Maybe. Well, it's funny you say that. After the death of the scientist, the laboratory was closed, and funding for the project stopped. The military decided not to touch Abigail. But simply stop bringing food and water oh to her my box. God. Everyone thought the mutant would gradually fade away and die, but everything turned out differently. And then it got worse. The creature managed to break out the door, kill two guards, and escape. Abigail attempts to catch Abigail failed, and the monster was never seen again. However, some people believe the monster, even after 70 years, lives in the vicinity of Zone 51. What, in the desert? Yeah. Sometimes it seems that to the military, they see a huge shadow in the desert at night or hear an uninvited guest trying to scratch the outside wall of the box. Trying to get back in? Yeah. It is believed that it is precisely because of the danger of meeting with Abigail that Area 51 is so carefully protected from uninvited guests. <laughs> so yeah, but it's probably a creepypasta. I do know the photos of using this article aren't accurate. But yeah, I like it nonetheless. <laughs> I think they're all fake. I think the whole thing's fake, to be honest. It's a great story, but where's the evidence? Well, you've got, you've got leaks. If leaks it is, from who? Well, that's it. Anonymous leaks. Nah. Leaks from anonymous sources. There's not a weird mutant woman. 70 creature. years old, rolling yeah. around, snapping military men in half no, of her teeth. in the desert. She'd be 80 odd years old, wouldn't she? Or whatever, it ain't yeah, happening, is it? Yeah, no. And if it worked, if they, if they managed this, there's no way that they would, the, the US Army would just shut it down and not try and develop it at all. Well, it is if you could, well, God, what the fuck's that? We yeah, don't want they're going to try and perfect it each time, aren't they? Yeah. They're not going to give up, are they, and just say, well, we, we can do this, but we're not going to because it failed once. That's true. Well, if you're manipulating uh, the DNA and genetics in a human like that then yeah they're going to keep trying to get it working are. well maybe they did well maybe maybe they took it out of his Nazi's hands <laughs> no I just think it's a good creepy story but that's I, it. I almost find it too hard to believe that someone could do that to their own yeah. daughter he's a Nazi yeah. <laughs> his own daughter though he's a Nazi Nazis love their own families. Oh, not how nice for the greater good, Mike. Borman killed his six kids in the bunker. You know. Just made me think of a film for my next choice. Oh, yeah? Boy in Striped Pyjamas. Oh, great. That's fucking depressing. Never seen it. What is it? You've seen it, then. I've seen it, yeah. You've well, not seen it. it. You've not seen it. Well, I'll give it... It's a great film, though. It's... You've got to be... You've got to hand it to... It's a great film. Is it but that's it. That's all it? we can... You don't want to spoil anything, so, yeah... One for the future, guys. Well, that'll make them fucking cheerfully listen, will it? <laughs> if you go to the Dulce base I mentioned earlier, though, human genetic research and the hall, was it the, the Hall of Terrors or something like that? Mm. It was very much a thing. Phil Schneider commented on that. Then he was found dead. 
Yeah. Is that the forerunner to this? Is there a, is there a tiny grain of something in here? I, I can believe that they've done, you know, human projects with, you know, DNA and all sorts. And probably human specimens to work with and easily. Think of you homeless guys off the street. Yeah, easily. Don't even that, just clones. Yeah, I was thinking going down the line of clones. Mm. So then, you, you know, ethically, mm. the, the, you know, what you're growing. You're the guy who, cl- who cloned Dolly the sheep died the other day, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Oh, man. Talking about clones. God, I can't even stop dying. <laughs> <laughs> this thing ain't dying, is this it? This Abigail ain't dying. She'll never die. Just. <laughs> it's a myth, it's a legend, though, isn't it? Unlike these poor fucking dogs I've got coming up next. Oh, what have we got then? Exploding anti-tank dogs of World War Two. This is this is terrible. I don't I know, like this. We've talked about this before. It's horrific, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Dogs, usually Alsatians, also called Hundmeinen or dog mines, they were trained to carry explosives on their body to the enemy tanks, where they would then be detonated. So you put a bomb on the back of a dog with a little lever sticking up. It's trained to run under the tank. Set the mine off. Lever goes no, down, mine goes off. Bye bye tank, bye bye Alsatian. Yeah, dog explodes. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I think that's all we need to say on this matter. <laughs> we don't really need to go through the article, but that's all we need to know. It happened. Fucking terrible. But God, luckily, there's a we're bit so, of. We're so glad the Nazis didn't there's win. There's a bit the, of Schadenfreude. There's a bit of poetic justice. That's it, poetic justice. Soviet tanks use diesel, German tanks use petrol. Cool. The Soviets tried this first, and used obviously they've got some tanks there, engines running, put the treat underneath, but the dogs go on the scents, don't they? So they smell the diesel. The Germans, when they suddenly they train these dogs to do it, first batch of dogs, send them to the front. The German tanks start approaching, they release the dogs. The dogs don't go to the German tanks because they're belching petrol out. They run back to the Soviet tanks behind the lines and detonate those. Mm-hmm. Blow up their own tanks. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Serves them fucking right. Yeah. Mm. Even if they were on our side technically at that time, but still serves them right. Underhanded tactics, don't like them. Desperate times mm. at this point. The Soviets are yeah. on their arse at this, uh, in this stage of war and need something very cheap. I've got, I got to admire their cunning. But... It is. It's dogs, man. You used cats, that wouldn't have been a problem, would you it? You can't train a cat, though, can you? I know, that's why they had to use dogs. Cats would have been the first choice, I imagine. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, yeah. Well, apparently in the Battle of Kursk, 12 tanks were destroyed by 16 deployed dogs. Was that their own tanks? No, I think that was actually... The, they got it right in the end. Mm. Soviets later reported that some 300 tanks have been destroyed by anti-tank dogs, but let's face it, it's the Russians in World War Two. Well, it's the Soviets in World War Two. You can't trust what they're saying. Nah. You couldn't trust them at any point ever. No. No, but anti-tank dogs were continued to be trained until 1996. Fuck me. I mean, I, I can kind of understand it in the summer of 1941 and into 1942 when the Russians are very much on the... Potentially on the brink of getting knocked out, losing Moscow. Yeah, you know they'd have been fucked. So yeah, all right. Desperate times. Still not my first choice of thing I'd do though. I'd rather train people to do it. It's not like you've got a shortage of people as the Soviet Union, is it? 
Well, the last time they were used was in the Iraq War. Suicide. Suicide dogs. Yeah. Not a dog. Yeah. Two thousand seven. Mm. Shocking. Poor dogs. Yeah, it's I can't believe terrific. Isn't it? that recent, really? Two thousand and seven. They've been trained in Japan and United States as well, though. It so wouldn't surprise me if they trained them in Japan. Every everyone was going to be a suicide bomber in Japan if the Americans and the, the Allies ever invaded. But why would the Yanks start doing it? That just seems a bit unwesternized, doesn't it? Yeah. I suppose it's one of them things like we've got no there doing it, so let's have a look at it ourselves. But mm. I don't really think there's a need for the Western Allies to attempt it. Don't need it, do we? You know, you've got more of everything than the other side, so what's it matter? We've got laser targeted bombs now. We don't need them, do we? Well, no. So, if you, to, you know, so in 1996, and they were trained up, trained up to in the wet, and, and the Russian and other armies. World War Two, the Japan and the Americans did it. So 1996, so you've got, you got the laser-targeted bombs at that point, were you training dogs to blow shit up for? Well, we maybe weren't at that point. We might have been, like the, the Americans, and that might have been doing it earlier. It doesn't say when they were doing it. I don't think the Brits had ever drew it, because they, they, when they said at the start of the Blitz, like, oh, if you've got a dog, it might be an idea to have it put down, so it doesn't freak out and, like, savage you. Everyone was like, no. Never went, no. You can understand the Koreans doing it. And they'd have a barbecue after. <laughs> they got they got food, haven't they? <laughs> Bit of roasted, <laughs> roasted Alsatian. Do you think they picked Alsatians because they're German dogs, and they the Soviets sort of be bitterly ironic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very easy to train, though. Yeah, it's yeah. horrific. This is, isn't it? Well, very clever and easy to train. I don't want it. I don't. I don't if humans have to go to war. Leave the fucking animals out of it. Yeah. Yeah, especially at this point. There's no. There's no need. No. Third man syndrome. Hmm. You ever heard of this? No. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it is an interesting one. I was talking about this to my mum, in fact, on Saturday, when she phoned me in the morning. Yeah, and she she thought she she's heard things like this as well, and she said it was quite quite an intriguing one. Mm. So let's go back to between 1914 and 1917. Sir Ernest Shackleton embarked on a wild plot to cross the entire Antarctic. An ill-fated journey would ultimately fail, but be remembered of one of the greatest feats of human endurance. When the Endurance, the ship carrying Shackleton's party, became stuck in the ice in 1915, a group of sailors made an arduous journey across inhospitable land to reach Elephant Island and then eventually South Georgia, where the ill-equipped men crossed mountains and glaciers to find safety. Do you so, know what they brought with them? I'm sure there's somewhere in Antarctica there's a grand piano isn't the van yes they bought a fucking piano with them for entertainment <laughs> so it's on a couple of fucking skis <laughs> like a couple of them, with the way the friction works it wouldn't be that much effort to pull no but you, you're trying to take just <clears throat> things just for survival aren't you I know you're on this massive journey they were British though weren't they they were British good old British stiff upper lip <laughs> we, need, we need to keep the row up, boys. Bring the piano. But sir, we, we took two tons of food off for this piano. Put the piano on. Take a mouth organ or something small. <laughs> you know. What am I going to sit out when I'm sipping my fucking whiskey tonight? <laughs> so it was on the ship? Yeah. And they took yeah. it off the ship. They took it off the ship as well. And at some point they must have just left it. 
It is with great regret we abandon our beloved grand piano. Days will be much darker than the melodious tinkering of private scrubs. <laughs> but that thing wouldn't even play because it had been so frozen, would That's it? probably why they left it. They realised they couldn't yeah. play it anymore. They're well, they all got frostbite bites. in their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> they all lost their fingers. Fingers breaking off as they're trying to fucking <laughs> play. So these guys are going fucking miles across mountains and glaciers in not in the right gear. And during that long and racking march of 36 hours over the unnamed mountains and glaciers of South Georgia, it seemed to me that we were often four, not three. So three of his, three guys go off and they all swear to God there was fucking four. Thanks to this account, more survivors have since come forward to explain a bizarre phenomena known as third man syndrome. An unexplainable apparition that only appears in the worst circumstances. So Shackleton first described it, and a strange companion appeared to him during the tough legs of his journey, but soon more and more people came forward to echo his experience. Mountain explorers, shipwreck survivors and polar explorers have all claimed to have either seen a person or heard a voice, often providing helpful information on how they should escape their situation. Is this a case of the brain sort of inventing somebody... To give them the yeah. outside opinion, mm. yeah. so they can make their mind up. Maybe he's told me to do that. That's what I should do. That's yeah. Maybe it's your rational part of your brain projecting mm. itself because you're starting to go down with you know exposure. You're not thinking right. It's almost like the devil on your left shoulder, right angel on the right shoulder, in it. Like kind of, it's like one one side of your brain's like giving up almost, telling you the negative, and then the other side of your brain's right. Perk up. How can I get him to perk up? I know. Imagine we'll, we'll imagine this guy that he trusts. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? Maybe. Another example: British explorer Frank Smythe, who almost became the first person to summit Mount Everest in 1933. Almost. How old is that? Almost became the first person. Yeah. <laughs> Along with his climbing party, Smith Smythe made the intense journey towards a summit in poor conditions. Would soon turn back. His party soon turned back after terrible weather and a lack of oxygen made the summit an impossible task. Smythe continued, probably because he has it's 1933 and he's got an incredible moustache. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he's British, so and, yeah, he's got. Oh, come on, damned if we do, damned if we don't. Oh, what a lovely boy. Let's go. I piss my dream. Smythe continued, determined to complete the summit, but narrowly missed it by 304 meters or a thousand feet. I dropped my moustache plume. I had to go back. <laughs> Is that narrowly missing it? A thousand feet? Uh, 340 metres. 304 metres. I it's don't know. It's narrow, is it? It's quite... It's what it is in comparison. Maybe. When you're thinking how tall right. Everest... Well, you go and climb Everest. <laughs> Eight. Let us know how you get on. 8,000 metres or 5,000... I don't know. I have, to my head. I have no idea how tall Everest is. It's tall. Fucking tall, I know that much. I know loads of people die every year on it. I've got to, I've got to check that. Did he, did he come back, that guy? Yeah. All the time, he said, Smythe said to quote him, all the time that I was climbing alone, I had a strong feeling that I was accompanied by a second person. The feeling was so strong that it completely eliminated all loneliness I might otherwise have felt, he recounted in his diary after the attempt. At one point, Smythe was so convinced of his imaginary guide that he tried to share some Kendall mint cake with him. But upon turning round, realised there was no one there. Like a bit of Kendall mint cake. Weird they still make that. Do they? Yeah. It's nice, yeah. minty. Eight really point, sweet, isn't it? Yeah. 8.8 thousand metres. 
nearly eight eight thousand eight hundred and forty-eight meters. Yeah, so he was a thousand feet off. That's one. No, eight. no, no, no. Meters. Oh. He was a thousand foot off. He was, he was 304 meters. So he'd done eight and a half thousand out of eight point eight thousand. Oh, right. So he was pretty. You know what I mean? In relativity. Did he think he'd summit it, but he, he he's like, I think he just got too bad for him. He's there. You know what I mean? He's at that tip. Yeah, the weather wasn't great. There was he must have they must have given him all the oxygen that was left, and yeah. then descended. Mm. He'd have been like there on that bit there. Do you think that is why he, halluc- he may have hallucinated? Lack of oxygen. Yeah. Well, yeah. potentially, e- easily, very yeah. explainable. Scientific explanations have been put forward. It is likely hallucination, a response to extreme stress. Um, but that the idea puts forward reasonable information in times of extreme pressure suggests it's some kind of survival That's resource. What we said, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your your own internal instinct kicking in and giving you like I said, a pat on the back. Yeah, like you probably think, oh, I can't do this on my own, I can't do this on my own. And your brain invents someone, yeah. you're not on your own, look. Well, you know, you're start, your brain's starting to get a bit wobbly because you've got mm. the exposure and it somehow creates this person to tell you what you should be doing, the knowledge you've got but can't access. Yeah, yeah. So you should probably get yourself in some shelter now, get, you know, get, get, get a fire. Oh, yeah, I should. Well, it's like your brain... before you just stuck it around on Everest and fell off. Yeah, your brain and your body are giving up, but you're on the side of your brain's going, no, you shouldn't give up, but you've overtaken me, so I need to invent something to make you see me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know how to do this, and I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a strange yeah. concept, but then that doesn't explain three people all thinking there was a fourth person with them. Yeah, that's odd. That the, the, that that's the most yeah. odd, isn't it? Of of the of the accounts. You know, you're just turning up in times it's really bad, getting them to keep going. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it was the albino guide. <laughs> you get lost in a snowstorm. <laughs> disappeared again, that man. I'm sure there's another one here. Milky is back. <laughs> I don't think you can call an albino milky anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. calling your Labrador the N word. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the albino community is not going to be too happy with it. <laughs> We do apologise for Mike. To members of the Albino community on behalf of Mike. <laughs> on behalf of Mike, we apologise, yes, sincerely to any Albino people from the community that may be offended. I'm choking up, how many of you know? I'm surprised you haven't called Chester Ginge. Because I'm a member of that community. That's fine, though, you're allowed to be a, you're allowed to be gingerist. That's true. That's the only one that's allowed. They're not many people, are they? <laughs> they have their souls. <laughs> wow. Uh, I joke. My that's... dad's ginger, so I can't say shit. <laughs> He'll beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that your brain's conjuring you a friend when, when things are on the yeah, ships are down. used in therapy. It feels like the most plausible explanation to me, but the three men seeing the fourth person is the most intriguing Yes. Maybe they didn't see the fourth person. Maybe, like, power suggestion. He's like, oh, you know, they've gone all right in there. Then the other one's like, you know, a bit of suggestion. They're all in the same boat. Maybe it was the Yeti stalking them. Oh, oh, yeah, it was calling Dave or whatever. 
Should Dave get some candle mint cake? Yeah, though, here's another explanation for it. If you're in snowy Antarctica... Are you going to go the grey man route? No, no, I'm going snow shadow. Same thing, yeah. It's literally your shadow showing in the snow mm. falling. Yeah. So yeah. you can almost see a projection of a shadow but stood upright in nothing. But Yeah, yeah. And what, what did you say that's called? There's a, there's a few things on Scottish mountains called the Grey Man. It's the most popular one. This huge grey figure that appears in the distance. Oh, and that's from the fog. It's the, it's the fog, it's the sun. Yeah. And it's like when it hits at certain angles, it re- reflects your shadow through this dense fog. Yeah. And you end up with what looks like a 20-foot tall man off in the distance. Which would make sense why potentially you're all seeing one person because you're all seeing your own shadow mm. so if there's four or three of you you're up there there's only going to be four of you there's not really probably six all going in, in the terms of shackleton they'd have probably all been going in a line as well so you're only seeing the front guy because you'd, yeah. you'd be breaking the snow mm. wouldn't you yeah so you'd all be going you wouldn't all three of you be breaking the snow someone's in front yeah. you go behind and you take it in turns it keeps you fresher be like, he's keeping up a quick pace with him to slow down. Fucking poker head, Jesus. Can't catch him no matter what. Depending on conditions, I think that's a pretty plausible yeah. I'm surprised theory. no one thinks a guardian angel, I really am. Well, that was going to be my next theory. <laughs> Maybe. It's not like me to go full fucking... He not... went full science. I know, I just went full science on that. I, I thought Pete's really gonna, logically about Pete's it. He's going to say guardian angel, isn't he? <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> it was Bigfoot. I did say Yeti first, did, yeah. but I had to throw it in. <laughs> well, everything's Bigfoot with you. I can't find my keys. Bigfoot. You use a toilet paper. Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one. He lives under my fucking stairs. I'm telling you. Bigfoot stole our bog roll. Yep. Did you, did you see that news article last week? <laughs> uh, well, I think that concludes our anthology of the strange. We'll do another one again at some point. So yeah, I've been Ben, thanks for listening, don't drink my favourite, don't drink the cult. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spells out your ears. I've been Pete, everyone have a good week, take care, bye.